What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you for being here, Duval. As we all know, the Jaguars fell to the Texans on Sunday. A Texans team that entered the game 0-3-1, having lost three straight. They were winless on the year. The Jaguars had won two of their last three. They should have been really focused coming off a disappointing and and heartbreaking loss in Philly where they really had every opportunity to take control of that game. This should not have been a game that the Jaguars were unprepared for, that they were uh, not mentally focused on, but that's kind of how it looked in this one, unfortunately. We're going to get into my top takeaways from this contest right now. I know a lot of people want to burn it all down. A lot of people are very upset with the Jaguars, with Trevor Lawrence, with the coaching, with everything. And I think there's reason to be upset from that performance yesterday. It was an ugly one in a lot of ways. But we're going to try to take a measured approach and looking at this. We're going to try to really break things down. Not to not not to make you feel better about anything, not to make you feel worse about anything, but to present what actually happened here yesterday and what is happening with this football team that's now two and three. They've lost nine straight to the Texans, and um, they went in one day from first place in their division to third. We're going to break it all down right now with my top takeaways. Follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Please like and subscribe on YouTube, and if you want to support the channel further, go pick up a new hat or shirt at ginjag.com. You can also become a channel member. Really appreciate y'all's support. So for me, we're going to start with the passing game here. The Jaguars decided to throw the ball 50 times in this one. Drop back almost 50 times. 47 attempts for Trevor Lawrence. 47 throws for Trevor Lawrence. Starting with Trevor. You have the Texans playing a lot of soft zone coverage, a lot of cover two. 
If you remember, that did give Trevor some issues during his rookie year in 2021. But he was unwilling too often in this contest to check the ball down, to take the short stuff, to take what the cover two looks are giving you. And the cover two defense is designed to prevent big plays down the field, trying to put a roof over the offense. The Texans did that for the most part in this one. They executed fairly well on the back end, but there was opportunities for Trevor Lawrence to take the check down, to take the underneath throws. Far too often he did not do that. He just kept wanting to push the ball, which is tough. Because again, that's what cover two is trying to stop. That is what it is designed to stop. And instead of taking the check downs, instead of, in my opinion, he could have ran the ball a couple more times, certainly on the the interception in the end zone. Trevor just kept forcing the ball, uh, unfortunately, for the Jaguars. I do think if they simply had a quarterback in this contest who was willing to take more of those check downs when they were there, willing to to run the ball a little bit more, you're probably looking at a win. You're probably looking at a win. If Trevor Lawrence just checks the ball down a few more times, if he does not throw that interception in the end zone, if he instead on second and one in the red zone either takes that ball and runs with it, which it looked like he would have been able to get a first down based on that situation, or even just throw the ball away and, and live to fight another day. Either of those would have been much more preferable than, than forcing, you have a flood concept, you have three tight ends, 13 personnel, and you're just flooding the right side of the field. You, you do not have the numbers advantage there. There's four Texans defenders in zone coverage. There's only three Jaguars receivers. No one's open. You cannot throw that ball if you're Trevor Lawrence. Gifted Derek Stingley that interception. Early Christmas present for the number three overall pick. He really needed to tuck it and run on that one. Really needed to do that for the Jaguars. And he didn't. It's unfortunate. Young quarterback. Big mistake. Speaking of decisions, poor decisions, big mistakes, I counted six really poor decisions from Trevor in this game. I think three or four of them were just not taking what was there again on the underneath stuff. I think a couple of them were timing-based, where if he had gotten the ball out just a hair quicker, it's a completion. Um, And then, you know, a couple, the, the one in the end zone, that was just a poor decision. It's a really bad decision by Trevor Lawrence. Um, so basically, I think it came down to timing. I think it came down to not taking what was there. And then, of course, the interception in the end zone was just inexcusable, really inexplainable. Absolutely no reason to throw that football. And he admitted as much, and so did Doug Peterson after the game. But one thing I think we need to realize here, you cannot pretend that the Jaguars offense was not moving the ball. And Trevor was not doing a lot of good. Like, he did some great things in this game. Uh, He made more than a handful of really good throws down the field in this contest. But uh, the, the mistakes outweighed the positives for Trevor Lawrence in this one. And I, the Hail Mary, fail Mary, whatever, that that's a low percentage play. I'm not worried about that. You know, usually that's not going to end your in your favor when you're having a, an attempt to hail mary from that far away. Uh, so I'm not concerned with that. Really, 
for when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, it's just taking what the defense is giving you at times when you need to do that and, and not forcing forcing the issue, certainly not in the red zone, which he did today, unfortunately. And there was one where he was staring James Robinson down out of the backfield in the flat, right around the line of scrimmage, easily had the check down. Does James Robinson get a first down or a touchdown on that? I'm not sure. But does he get positive yards? He certainly does. Instead, after staring right at James Robinson on the left side, flips his head upfield, nothing there, throws the ball away, essentially. Uh, You had it right there, Trevor. You just got to take it. Got to take it. Pretty frustrating stuff from that perspective for Trevor Lawrence. Second-year quarterback, still a young quarterback. You, You expect ups and downs for young football players. You expect some variance, um, but he certainly cost his team in a variety of ways on Sunday. No question about it. Looking at the receivers, they cost their team as well. I counted seven drops. I went back and watched the entire game today. Seven drops for Jaguars receivers. That is unbelievably bad. And when given one-on-ones, they were not winning at a high enough clip the last two weeks. Disappointing day from them. Marvin Jones was effective, and he had a big day. But other than that, there was a lot of inconsistency. You had Zay Jones dropping multiple passes. You had Dan Arnold dropping one. Jamal Agnew dropping one. Travis Etienne dropping one. Uh, Etienne dropped two passes, actually. Evan Ingram dropped one. I mean... You can't make this stuff up seven drops. When you have a quarterback that makes as many mental mistakes as Trevor Lawrence did yesterday, and you compound that with receivers not catching the football, yeah, you're not going to score points. Pretty easy to see there. They've got to play better, the receiving core does. I thought overall the offensive line was pretty good. Um, Getting into the coaching on the offensive side of the ball, To me, not getting the ball into the hands of Christian Kirk against a cover two team is so bad from a coaching perspective. He only had three targets. There are so many ways to get the ball in his hands against that soft zone coverage. Three targets for someone getting paid $18 million when everyone else in your receiving core, for the most part, besides Marvin Jones, is struggling to catch the ball. Crazy to me. And that could have been a big halftime adjustment for Doug, for Press. You've got to do more to get the ball into Christian Kirk's hands. Bottom line, he cannot have three targets in a game. Not when everyone else is struggling. And then ETN. He he is the most talented offensive weapon the Jaguars have, bar none. I'm not saying he's been the most consistent. I'm not saying that he's the best right now, but he is the most talented. I think he actually is the best. Um, He needed to get the ball way more in the second half. Doug Peterson... um, Owned up to that, said that ETN had to get the ball more in the second half. This was a guy averaging seven yards per carry on the ground. Uh, was a little loose with the football in the passing game, but still. Three catches for 43 yards. I mean, this is a player you need to feed the ball week in and week out. He provides an element to this game, to this team, to this offense that no one else really has. Sure, Christian Kirk has some speed, some playmaking. Jamal Agnew as well. But Travis Etienne's pure speed combined with his quickness, his contact balance, his elusiveness in space, that's a player you've got to get the ball more, more and more every week. 
I did think J-Rob looked a little sluggish in this one. Didn't have great blocking up front for him, but uh, certainly not his finest performance and didn't get the ball a ton. Both runners had 10 total carries. Again, 47 passes and, and 26 runs in a game that is neck and neck the whole way. I don't see that being quality coaching, quality play calling. You need to run the ball more, especially when you see Trevor's not having his best day. The receivers not having their best day. You've got Travis Etienne and James Robinson in that backfield. You can hand the ball to them. And again, for the second straight week, the Jaguars played a team that was willing to run the ball despite not having a ton of success with it for most of the game. The Eagles did the same thing the week before. The Texans did the same thing this week. They had they were two teams that were real, willing to run the ball, willing to try to play ball control and and just roll with the punches in the in the contest. And the Jaguars have not been willing to do that. And it comes down to Doug Peterson's philosophy on you know, you throw to score, you run to win. I think he might need to augment or alter that philosophy slightly with this young football team because your two best and most consistent offensive players to this point, in my opinion, James Robinson and Travis Etienne, you need to get them the football. You need to run the ball. You need to take pressure off Trevor Lawrence. And they're not doing that right now over the last couple weeks. It's pretty frustrating to see. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Defensively, I thought this team played pretty damn well. They slowed Damian Pierce down for most of that game. Again, he only had 3.8 yards per carry in this contest. You'll take that against Damian Pierce. I know he broke 17 tackles. I think 10 of those were on that final drive. Um, But if you only give up 3.8 yards per carry to one of the best young running backs in football, You only give up 140 yards through the air. There is no reason in the world not to win that football game from from a defensive standpoint. You only allowed 13 points. If your defense allows only 13 points in this league, your offense has got to find a way to win. There is no reason in the world that the Jaguars' offense shouldn't have scored more than 13 points, especially when you consider how easily they were moving the football. 
The Jaguars had, they averaged 5.8 yards per play yesterday. Unbelievable stuff. They, they got 422 yards of offense, the Jaguars did. They outgained the Texans by almost 200 yards and they lost the game. Crazy. Not on the defense. And I know the defense did not hold up at the end there. I'm aware. Damian Pierce had a hell of a last drive for the Texans. But 13 points. If your offense can't muster 13 points against the Texans, you don't deserve to win. And the Jaguars didn't deserve to win yesterday. There are some things to clean up, to be sure. Again, a lot of missed tackles. Um, I thought overall the coverage was pretty damn good. I think Shaq Griffin was the leak weakest link on the back end, but even he, he didn't play bad football. I think Tyson played very well. I think Darius played well. Cisco and Rayshon, I think, got the job done. Things to clean up, mostly tackling, but <laughs> Damian Pierce is unbelievable. There's a reason I had an early two on this guy. I thought he should have been an early second round pick. That's how talented he is. That's how much talent he showed at Florida, at the Senior Bowl, at the Combine. He's so good. Such amazing contact balance. Great power. No quit in him. That's the type of player, if he's on your football team, you absolutely love him. If he's on your opponent's team, a a division rivals team, you're going to grow to hate him, I'm sure. But uh, Damian Pierce, what a stud. Finally, last point on the defense. Trayvon. Goodness gracious, third and 20. Third and twenty on the final, the 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 defining drive of the game for the Texans offense. You have them up against the ropes, and Trayvon Walker picks up just a really dumb penalty. The play's whistled dead. He continues towards Davis Mills anyways, and he jumped off sides, which is why the play was whistled dead in the first place. And then he gets into the backfield and ragdolls. Davis Mills to the ground. Clearly a frustrated young football player, but you can't have that. Cannot have that. Um, So in that regard, you could say in that moment, the Jaguars' defense certainly did cost them late in the game. But again, only giving up 13 points. You got to be able to score more than that. I, I put this squarely on the offense, but there were defensive mistakes as well. But overall, the overall defensive product was more than good enough to win this football game. The offensive product was not because they couldn't finish drives. 422 yards of offense. I said it training camp. I said it preseason. I thought that the red zone would potentially be a problem for the Jaguars offense. It looks like that worry was founded at this point. Um, and moving on from just solely looking at this game and kind of looking at some of the bigger picture takeaways here, the variance for this team is absolutely insane. They, you see it, you see it. It's not really what opponents are doing to them for the most part. It's, it's themselves. They completely dominated two games against the Colts and the Chargers. And in the three games they've lost, they've all been one score games. It's been self-inflicted wounds that have cost them those games. They haven't figured out how to win a dogfight yet. They haven't figured out how to get the job done 
uh, when the game is on the line yet. And that's on Trevor. That's on the offensive line. That's on the receivers. That's on the entire offense. That's not an excuse. That's a fact. It's all about doing your job in the, in the critical moments. And far too often, what you have seen is them not doing their job, not getting it done so far this season. Thought this team was going to be ready on Sunday to defend their home field, ready to play winning football again off of, after coming off of a loss against the Eagles in Philly, a game which they had every every opportunity to go take advantage of and, and put themselves up 21 nothing and take control of that game. Uh, but with the mistakes on the offensive side of the ball, you're just not going to get it done. That red zone offense is really, really, really disappointing at this point. Even more disappointing to me, Marvin Jones said after the game, you can't sleep on anyone. If you're telling me that this young Jaguars football team was sleeping on an opponent that they hadn't beaten in eight straight tries, haven't beaten since 2017, that's um, that's unacceptable and that's worrisome. You cannot, these Jaguars cannot sleep on anyone. But I will say, in my opinion, they've shown that they can play with anyone when they're playing good football. When they're playing their type of football, when they're executing, when Trevor Lawrence is comfortable, I think they can beat anyone. Or at least play with anyone. Maybe not the Bills, maybe not the Chiefs. But they can play with anyone. They can hang in a game against any opponent, in my opinion, when they are not beating themselves. They can also lose to the worst team in football which right now is the Houston Texans. Um, so it's a high-variance young football team. They're still trying to figure it out. Uh, I think coaching needs to improve. I think execution needs to improve. I think focus needs to improve. And if they were sleeping on the Texans, uh, they need to do something internally to, to make sure that doesn't happen because well-coached football teams do not sleep on their opponents. Cannot let that happen. But here's the good news, Duval. The sky is not falling. The Jaguars, again, have proven that they can play with anyone. Again, they can lose to anyone as well. But they need to find their focus. They need to learn from this. They are young. They are inexperienced. And young, inexperienced football teams usually have a lot of ups and downs. I did not expect this to be a down week, but it ended up being exactly that. Um, And the same thing goes for young quarterbacks. It's unfortunate, but that's where we're at right now. Trevor Lawrence is 23 years old. He's only started, what, 20-something games in this league and did not get the type of tutelage and teaching that he needed in year one. He's getting all that now, in my opinion, but uh, they got to find consistency at some point. But they have an opportunity to pick themselves up, back up off the mat against Indy. A team they know very well. A team they have already faced and beaten 24 to nothing this year. Now, Jonathan Taylor is trending towards being back for that one, and he was healthy for their Week 2 blowout against the Colts as well. Didn't play this week. But um, that's going to be a tough matchup in Indy. They're going to have to go up and get that one. If they want to keep pace in the division. They went from first in the division to third in three hours. But they have every opportunity to to control their own destiny still. 
still play the Texans again this year. You still play Indy next week. You play the Titans twice. If you take care of business inside your division, you're going to have a shot to get the job done down the stretch. And I still think this is a team that has every opportunity to win their division. Every opportunity to compete for the playoffs and end this season having been a resounding success. It's all right there in front of them. We've seen the talent. We've seen the execution. You just didn't see it this day. They're facing real adversity here for the first time under Doug Peterson. You know, having lost to the worst team in football, having kind of been embarrassed on your home field in front of your home fans. How do you respond? That's going to be how, how you define this team. And you, you, you would have thought that you would have responded well after losing in Philly. But um, they didn't. They did not respond well. Will they respond after losing to the Texans? Is this a real wake-up call? Because, yeah, you can say, you know, losing in Philly with the weather conditions, you can give yourself reasons that we lost that game if you're a player inside that Jaguars locker room. There's no excuse for this one. Absolutely no excuse. How do they respond? We're going to find out next weekend again when they go up to Indy and take on the Colts. Uh, Doug Peterson will be speaking here soon, so we'll be tuned into that. Going to try to see where this team is at from a headspace standpoint. But the bottom line is Trevor Lawrence and the receivers did not get the job done. I think the offensive coaching did not get the job done from a run-to-pass ratio, making the adjustments they need to make. Defensively, overall, very good performance. Frustrating final drive with Damian Pierce going beast mode on the Jaguars' defense with Trayvon Walker picking up that egregious personal foul. You look at the variance for this team, it's absolutely incredible. I think they can hang with anyone. I think they can lose to anyone, and it's just going to be up to them to figure out which direction they're going to go in. The sky is not falling. They're still right there in the division. They still have everything in front of them, every opportunity to go out and um, and show that they can be a playoff team. And the good thing right now is there's not many teams in football that are playing very consistent. You look at the Bills, you look at a couple other teams, but most of the teams in the NFL right now are just okay. It's not just the Jaguars. You've got a couple teams at the top that look really good, a handful of teams or less at the bottom that look really bad, and then there's a whole bunch of teams in the middle, and that's where the Jaguars are right now. Are they going to fall, or are they going to pick themselves back up and get back going in the right direction? We're going to find out here soon. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Um, follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. And please, if you would like and subscribe on YouTube, if you want to support the channel further, go check out genjag.com, get some gear, or you can uh, become a channel member. We've got links in the description below. Have a great rest of your Monday, Duval. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.